Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of an Inside View podcast with On The Ball Team Building. This week is episode 51 and we'd ask you if this is your first time listening to an Inside View podcast to please go back to episode 1 and have a listen. Please do rate, review, tell your friends family about the podcast, it means a huge amount to us. And also to click that follow if you're listening to it on Spotify and click that subscribe button as well if you're listening on Apple Podcasts. Big shout out to our sponsors, GRG Sports and Vintage Haber Asset Management Company for the continued support, really appreciate it guys. It's now time to run out this week's guest and I'm delighted to be joined by Emika Anwabuko who became the first ever Nigerian to represent Ireland at under 15 level back in 2004. Emika spent time in the Manchester City and West Brom youth systems but issues surrounding his passport and injuries prevented him from reaching the heights he had hoped. After stints playing the lower leagues in England, League of Ireland and a period in Spain with Celta Vigo, he decided to step away from professional football in 2016. He hopes his story can inspire kids who are dreaming of becoming a professional footballer. We have a huge amount to cover, so let's bring him on. Hi, Mika. Welcome to the Inside View podcast. How are you keeping? Yeah, keeping very well, Jamie. Yeah, very well. Uh, very happy and pleased to be here. Yeah. Good, good, good. You're on the podcast. I wouldn't say we're not present, but we're not. Uh... <laughs> yeah. How's that? Look, how are things been for you over the last couple of months? Um, I suppose, look, especially since COVID hit, which is... A year now, actually. So over the last five months, how have things been? Yeah, like it's a uh, COVID has been um like depend on how you take it, you know. I think it's um it's kind of a negative that can be turned into a positive, you know, as much as as much as you can, rather than looking at the negative impact that it can it can make in our lives. So you know, I can look at it like uh, glass glass full rather than uh, glass half full rather than glass half empty, you know. Um, it's definitely disrupted my. You know my coaching, you know my coaching academy and stuff like that, and what and what are other businesses that I do because um, obviously you can't coach kids um, in a group in a group settings. I haven't been able to run a lot of camps that I normally, you know, you know. So I kind of lost a lot of a lot of a lot of revenues and you know different things, you know. But I stay positive, you know. Just try and go for runs as much as possible, you know. <laughs> That's all you can do. There's no gyms open. Just kind of go for a run, get the head clear, and yeah. And um, yeah, just keep, keep my, I probably I've stud, studied a lot more now because I got more time, you know what I mean, and read a lot more books and podcasts and different things. So probably got a lot more competent in in the whole situation, you know, because I was I had to slow down. Yeah, you had to slow. Yeah. Like someone, I think I seen it there on uh, on social media that you know the way we we live in a fast paced environment and obviously COVID has forced us to slow down. But uh, if things get worse going forward, we should just do a plank. That focus. Oh, right. <laughs> a good one, isn't it? That's a good one. Yeah, I'm gonna rock that one. That's a good one. Yeah. Don't be long slowing down when you're when you're looking yeah. at the time for a plank. <laughs> yes, I don't think I'll be lasting that long with a plank anyway. You know, kind of tend to last only two minutes in the planks these days. You know, so. Uh... <laughs> yeah. Look, we we will. Do you know? Um, when you you said there that things have slowed down for you in relation to business wise, um, have you kind of kept things going online? You know, in relation to one one training. Yeah, I kept things going online and stayed in touch with the parents and stuff like that. You know, um, you know the parents. Like the thing is, like we have a summer camp coming and it's nearly full, really. Like you know, just um, just because obviously parents are just can't wait for their kids to go back playing in a group environment and stuff like that. You know. So, mm-hmm. you know, um, we've kept taking over, like, you know, and um, the parents that we have in, in, the, in, the, in, the, in my academy anyways, you know, they're quite, 
quite loyal in, in, in a sense, like, you know, they've been with me for like two, three years and they're so consistent, like so consistent that I just have so much repeat business, you know, and it's great to kind of have that, you know, and um, yeah, you know, I'm just trying to make them, you know, just trying to look at it, trying to look at the positives, you know, because I didn't think they were going to come out of the whole situation, you know, so it's how you come out at the end of it, you know what I mean? You know, do you come out worse or do you come out better? Do you know what I mean? Stronger and stuff like that, you know? So, how how have you found? We say, you know, like like were you doing training over Zoom and things, or did you go down that route at all? I try Zoom, but coaching football and Zoom is yeah, it's it's, 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 it's not the same, probably. I'd say, it? No, it's not. It's not. You try, you try, you try. Some kids try, but um, they're probably they're they're doing Zoom as well. Their skills. Mm-hmm. So it's just too much Zoom, man. You know, they get bored, you know, because they're already doing a lot of Zooms and skills. Uh, we tried it, but what I learned, though, was how to, um, we're looking to build an online presence, like a proper online presence, not like Zoom stuff, like an online presence where people can can just uh, subscribe to a product or whatever, you know? So mm-hmm. it's taught me that, and that's what we're working on in the future, you know? Good, good. No, definitely. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll let you delve into that now later on the podcast. We'll bring it back to... The early yeah. days um yeah so before look before you moved to ireland i know you moved to ireland in the year 2000 um and you were 10 around 10 or 11 that time 11 but, yeah 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 11. but but before you came back uh what was life like for you in, in nigeria yeah so life was a uh, life was you know it was you just kind of play football on the street man you know like uh I think obviously maybe because of the weather, like you know, Nigeria, like you know, everyone was out on the street all the time, you know. Um, you know, the grass is wearing like pure green, you know, you're probably playing sand most of the time, you know what I mean? Because of the weather was so hot, you know. But um, you know, like I I do miss it as well, you know what I mean? Because I miss that natural, natural, you know, because everything is so fake now out there, you know what I mean? Like, you know, mm. it's nice, you know, you know, that sand, you know what I mean, and you know, playing that playing the football, like you know, sometimes most times with bare feet. You know what I mean? He's just kind of just loving it, man, you know? So to the age of it, like, you know, it's like came over, I just, I, I don't know, maybe I, uh, I was probably, um, I just I just played football. I never really talked too much about it, you know? But I always knew, though, as a kid, when I was playing Nigeria, as, as, as a kid, I was playing, I was, <laughs> I was playing with my uh, cousin and he was about maybe 17, 16, 17. And he used to bring me around to his mates just for their, just just because obviously I was was good, like, you know, so he used to bring me around and try and force him to play me, like, you know, they were like, he's way too small, like, you know, he's like, no, he can handle it, like, you know, so after after them playing me once or twice, then they all wanted me in their team, they used to give me money, like, a few quid to go home, because obviously I play well, and, you know, little tips and that, you know, to play for their teams and stuff like that, so, you know, that's when I knew, like, you know, I was I was, I was quite close to playing for the, to, to, to go into Nigeria and set up under, under A, set up, like, they catch you quite young to go into a U program, like a kids program, you know. So by ten, before I came to Ireland, I would have, you know, uh, yeah, I would have been very, very good at that age. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you? So, yes. Yeah, sorry, what were you want to say? Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah. What well, What do you? I suppose looking back in your career now, and looking back, you know, we say your upbringing and what you went through. Do you think that time in Nigeria, you know, made you into the person you are today? Oh, hundred percent. 100%, 100%. I, I feel like my, um, just even those, just, just those years, you know, like just, just working hard, grounding, grinding, you know what I mean? And, you know, cause I think 
when you when I came over here, I lost my way after a little bit because obviously everything just came too quick. If that makes sense, you know. Mm. So I was literally in Ireland like three years, and I was in the international team. I was going to Man City. I was doing all that, going from playing on sand. Do you know what I mean? So you know, so you know, I think um, you know, it, it's it definitely like given the mental strength I have now, you know, of like getting through disappointment and getting through you know, bad times that feel like a lot of kids these days don't have that. You know what I mean? Like, you know, they just don't have that. You know what I mean? We're living in a world where, like, just even, we're living in a world where, like, when you make mistakes, more people see it, actually. You know what I mean? Like, you know, and people are afraid to make mistakes now, take risks, because a lot more people will laugh at you. That makes sense? Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. you know, back in the days, there was no social media, there was no internet. So basically, if you actually failed in your local area, only a, only a few people knew, like, you know what I mean? Because then it gives you more chance to go to be more, you know, to go to go for success. But, you know, I feel like the just just like when you when people are watching you, like you know, even myself, I know people are watching my media and different things, and they see your rise, they see your fall, they see everything. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yeah. So so some people enjoy that seeing you fall. You know what I mean? They enjoy. So there's more people that see it. So it's quite it's quite scary, like sometimes you know, because you start thinking. You know, should I put that video up or should I edit it like 15, 15, 20 times, you know? <laughs> you know, you know. So these things happen, you know. So like I feel like when I look at kids these days, like, you know, I feel like they, they take less risks, you know. You know, maybe because maybe sometimes I hear this line that knowing too much, you know, can be very bad for you, you know, the more you know. Do you know what I mean? Obviously, it can be quite, you know, sometimes uh, what's that? What was I saying? Like, you know, like. I don't know, like, uh, I can't remember what it's saying anyways, you know, but uh, I think it's something like, you know, sometimes being stupid, you can be in a climate, you can be, you can be in cloud, cloud nine, you know what I mean? But you're just stupid, but you're just enjoying yourself, you know what I mean? But like, you, you know, I can't remember the exact line, but, you know, sometimes the less you know, the better for you, like. Especially at that age, you know, when you're younger, because, yeah, I, you know, you see some kids nowadays and they, they think that, well, they think they know too enough, but they don't, and there's something very good about innocence too at that age. Do you know what I mean? And about, because when you're innocent, you're willing to learn and you learn from your mistakes. But that's a very good point that you touched on there about, um, about, we say, social media and how, you know, how people are kind of reluctant to take that risk because more people will find out whether even it's through a photo or it's through a message to someone else saying that, you know. Mate, like, you know, I'm seeing, sometimes I see people popping up that I haven't seen in 20 years on my social media, you know what I mean? So, <laughs> so, like, you know, so you're seeing, like, it's just crazy, like, you know, like, people to just take less risk, man, you know, it's just, it can be, it, it can be, when you, when it's going well, it's great, social media, you know what I mean? Because more people see it, you know what I mean? But when it's not going well, it can be, it can be, um, it can be quite challenging, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. We'll actually we'll, we'll delve into that in a, in a few minutes. It's just before we we kind of you know bring it on to, to that stage. Um, we, we, look, it's difficult for nowadays. It's difficult for anyone to move outside their own home. It's it's difficult for people to move to a new city. It's different for people to you know to move to a new new county. Yeah, we moved to Ireland in, back in two thousand when there was. Very little social media. I don't think there might be yeah. any social media back then. Bebo, I think. Bebo. <laughs> oh, Unbelievable. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Look at that memory oh. there. 
Show me age. <laughs> no, I know, yeah. Like so, some people nowadays would never know what that is like. Oh. The, 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 the enjoyment. So, like, back then, obviously, look, there was no very little social media. Yeah. Um, what was it like for you? It must have been extremely difficult. And number one, actually, had you were you able to had you English or was that? Yeah, something? like in Nigeria, in Nigeria, we speak English. Like you know, English is like I think it's well, it will be number one language apart apart from your native language. You know, mm-hmm. so um, obviously it's broken English. You know, <laughs> yeah, there were you know you hear Nigerians speak sometimes like they're always in certain different things like slangs. You know, so like they're saying stuff in English, but it actually sometimes doesn't sound English. You know, yeah. But so like you know so. Like English wasn't language wasn't a problem, you know. Um, the culture was a problem though. Uh, sorry, it was a. Uh, it take it took getting used to because the first time I came to Ireland, you know, I was like trying to play football, you know, but there was no one on the street, you know. I was like, what's going on here, <laughs> you know? Because you know, as I, you know, in Nigeria, like any corner you go, people are playing football. Like, right, maybe basketball, you know, maybe basketball, maybe basketball here and there, but football was everywhere, you know, because it's something that. Anyone can play. Even if you don't have money, you can play. You know what I mean? I just need a little ball, you know? So, you know, so when I came, obviously, I, I couldn't really, there was no one playing, so I couldn't really, you know, find friends or what to do or, you know, you know, so one day, a leaflet came into the door, like, you know, and it said, Samba Soccer, you know? Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Samba Soccer, the camps, yeah. So that was, that was the first time I played football in Ireland. That was the first football actually touching Ireland, you know, like playing, you know. So I remember going to the Samba soccer, you know, <laughs> and like, you know, like, you know, obviously, you know, like how camps are. So there's different level of players, you know what I mean? There's good players, the players, players I've never played football before that the parents just want to chuck them out of the gaff, you know what I mean? But, you know, <laughs> you know, so I went there, like, and, you know, wrote and wrote to him, one of the coaches. I still see people like, you know, like, you know, see people, see, see people and they'd be like, oh, I coach in Samba soccer, you know, I'm like, you know, I can't, <laughs> you know, so I don't know what's true or what's not true, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I, I still see, like, a few people, like, you know, like, I met one in Bray, I met one in town one time, and they're all like, don't know, do you not remember me? I was a coach in Samba soccer, blah, 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 so a lot of them obviously still remember because I really stood out, like, you know what I mean? Because I play football in the street every day, like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, so I was, I had a lot more contact time than most of the kids that, you know, like, uh, you know, the way they said 10,000, I would have done, I would have done 20,000 at that age. You know what I mean? Just, Whoa. you know, there's like 10,000 hours on, on, with football, with something like, you know, the, not the way pianists do, you know, they say if you do, if you play a piano, piano for 10,000 hours, like, you know, you know, you'd be good. So, you know, by that age, you know, the amount of time you're playing on the street in Nigeria, like, you just, you probably done incredible hours, you know what I mean? So I was way ahead of the players there, you know, technically, you know. So one of the coaches just said to me, like, have you got a team? Like, you know, like, you know, you know, I remember my first, I don't even, I don't even know what I wore. I think I wore trainers to the team, man, you know, and <laughs> I wore like some national trainers. Or something. I can't even remember. I don't think I had a football boots because I just wanted to see what it was like, you know. So, and then he asked me to, 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 to go up to um, St. Joseph's then, you know, which is um, a local team in Sally Noggin, you know, oh. um, it's called St. Joseph's Football Club. So, I went up there for like a few months. I went up there and the manager was like, wow, you know, we'd like to sign you straight away, blah, blah, blah. So I signed, but then my family moved away. We moved from town to Swords. So we moved to Swords, it's like not, not, not Dublin, you know? Yeah. yeah, so when we moved to Swords, 
Am I going too ahead or am I okay? No, no, no work away, no, work away. Work away, perfect. Sure, yeah. Perfect. Yeah, I'll, I'll bring yeah. you back in if I have to, so you can, there's no worries, work away. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just let me know sometimes because I'm trying to like remember things and I'm trying to obviously think at the same time, you know? Yeah, yeah no, just, just keep, it. just a brain dump, just keep talking away and, and I'll, I'll yeah. start feeding out <laughs> yeah, whatever yeah, I need. Yeah. yeah, so basically when I moved to Swords, then I couldn't obviously travel to St. Joseph's. So I tried, I tried to do two or three times, like my dad would show me on the train. I was like, you know, off you go. The coach would pick you up on the other side, you know? <laughs> so the coach is picking me up on the other side of, 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 of like, of the train station, like, you know? So, so I jump on the train and then I get collected there, you know, to go there. But then it was just too much for me, you know? So I stopped going then and I, I joined a school in Swords, you know, called uh, Fingal Community College, you know? Um, and I was in there, like, playing in the yard or something. And then the PE teacher see me in the yard. She was like, what's going along? Could you play for a school team, you know? <laughs> you know, and that's when it started. Literally, when I when I played for that school team, I think I was, like, you know, I was captain of different things after the few, you know, just, like, you know, so she, she was basically saying, like, we can get you a team, blah, blah, blah. Then I went to a, a local team, their quarter of Valley range. It's a local team, you know? Um, and saw Celtic. There's two different teams I went to. And the managers keep sending me. So they send me to St. Kevin's Football Club, which is like around that uh, Santry area, you know. But they would have been the elite team that time, St. Kevin's and Home Farm, you know. So when I went to St. Kevin's, then that's when everything started because I, then I started meeting players that were at the same level, you know, at the same at the same kind of wavelength, you know. And they all kind of took off there. I was actually in St. Kevin's maybe for a year. A year. And then we went to a tournament in Liverpool. Um, you know, one of those tournaments that you go to as a kid, you know what I mean? To, to bring you away and, you know, for just like a bit of team bond or whatever, you know. Yeah. Um, but we were playing some good teams. We were playing like Liverpool and Premier, you know, Premier League teams, you know. So it was an unbelievable exposure because I just went from, you know, so I think I scored like 13 goals, either 11 or 13 goals in six games or something, something ridiculous, you know. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, so basically Man City, that's when Man City signed me and then... Um, Sorry, well, he, he so basically it's me and Carl Moore. Uh, he, he played for Shells. I don't know if he's still playing for Shells now, you know. But Carl Moore played with me, uh, played with me at Kevin's, but me and him had a great uh connection, like you know. So me and him really stood out. So they came back when I came home, the man city came in, and yeah, they were like they got they came and knocked on the door. Like I was like, you know, I don't know where my dad was like, what's going on? Like, you know, you know, <laughs> no one expected it, you know what I mean? Because you know, like my family didn't think I, you know, they didn't think I was that good. You know what I mean? They, <laughs> they, they actually thought I was just playing for the, you know, for the crack, but they didn't really, you know, they didn't really know football that well, you know. So, so that's that's when it started. After that, then the international team had that Man City came in for me, and then they were like, "Oh, we need to know it's who this kid is going to Man City," and then that's how I got into the into the setup. Then you know, what was the biggest? We said when you were going from team to team. Um, and obviously at that age, there's a lot of jealousy between young young guys. Um, naturally, in teenage teenage years, did you start, especially we say in the early days when you came to Ireland? Um, did you start experience a lot of racism? Yeah, well, I I I got a lot more racism from an opposition team because I stood out. Like, do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, so you know they were at me. Just I had an incident where like you know. Later on, like, you know, the one of the guys I played with in the same international setup, like, he was playing for a different team. I think he was playing for Lewis and I was playing for Belvoir and he was, like, calling me names, go back to your country, blah, blah, blah. You know, out of frustration, I think I scored three goals. And I still, I think, I still have a picture where I was so, 
peed off in the photo. I won like man of the match, but I was so peed off, like angry, like you know. <laughs> <laughs> so I think one of the guys were like, one of the guys when they see the picture, they were like, me, Jesus, you could have smiled in the picture, you know. But obviously, emotionally, I was still in a bad place, you know, from that. I was kind of emotionally scared from that, from that, because it was someone that you would have played in the same international team, like, you know? Yeah. So so that would that would have been one of the deepest, if that makes sense. But I had a lot before that, previous that. But I I just never really like you see, I came from a, you know, like from like a family where like you just didn't make an excuse, you know what I mean? Like, you know, you just try and just say get on with it, you know what I mean, when things go. And I sometimes that's good and sometimes that's not good. Does that make sense? You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. it's okay not to be okay as well. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, but, but, but that's why I'm happy that the younger generation are speaking up because I wouldn't have been able to speak up because I just kind of, for me, that felt like an excuse. Do you know what I mean? You know, it's like, yeah, that, that, you know, that just keep going. You fail, keep going. Don't blame anybody. Don't make an excuse. Don't blame that. Don't blame that. That's great. You know, I, like, I embrace that a lot, but at the same time, um, the younger generation are speaking up a lot more because they didn't really have that skill and probably like, you know, you know, they, they had that skill and if something is not right, just say it. And I suppose just to add on to that and add on to kind of what you said earlier on, you see in your earlier days, the level of accessibility wouldn't be as much as what play, how players are, access, you know, they have a lot, there's a lot more accessible today players and you know if you're playing well that someone could comment or could, could mess you on social media and you could see that rather than back in, in your day where's the circle yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah they yeah. have to see you you know face to face like or even Bebo but well, I don't think there was much yeah you know. but back, back then there wasn't much man you know like I said it's just it's just now like the racism hasn't changed it's just that more people are just seeing it and just trying to obviously, you know, they can comment without any, like nobody ever said that to me on the street. Like, That's you know what yeah. I mean? You yeah. know, so like, you know, like keyboard warriors really like, you know, and we're in a world where it's a lot of superficial, you know, it's very hard to find real people out there these days. You know what I mean? Because yeah. a lot of things are fake. You know what I mean? A lot of things are online. You know what I mean? A lot of things are, that it's not real. You know what I mean? Like me and you're talking on podcasts, but we're not, like we're not together you know what i mean it's a lot of like it's a lot of that like you know what i mean and if you find like real people or real friends you kind of cherish them do you know what i mean because mm-hmm. there's not a lot of real there's not a lot of realness out there anymore and it's okay not to be real these days that makes sense like people are okay not to be real you know it's just just the, it's just the society like i don't know if that makes sense but the, the, the society doesn't need you being real or not do you know what i mean so you have to choose you have to decide yeah, no, definitely, definitely, and it's it's um you know yeah it's definitely especially nowadays like we're saying it's the it's just people are so so they're easier to accept they're easier they're more accessible and then that inc- you know that's obviously a good thing but it's the bad thing as well because it's easy to you know to be negative towards people as well yes. you know whether yeah. it's racism or or jealousy and- or both or whatever. You know, I, I, I used to, I, 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 when I was playing for Bray in 2017 or 16, uh, like, might not have a great game, and this fan would like say something to me on Facebook, you know, and then I'll see him in the, I see him like in a, maybe in, a, maybe in a bar or in a restaurant, you know what I mean? 
And then I'll go square up with him, like, you know, I mean? yeah, say to my face, you know, and he wouldn't say anything, you know. <laughs> so, oh my God. you know, so I'm like, why would you not say something? Because I'm here now, you know what I mean? You have you have issues with me, like, you know what I mean? Say something to me. So then you start realizing that just there's, there's a lot of not real people out there. Like. Yeah, yeah, I did a lot of, yeah, 100%. And it's that's a great example. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, like, I. Like, I genuinely was, because I knew who it was. Do you know what I mean? So I genuinely, you know, faced him up. And I was like, what's happening there? You know, you know, say to me now. And he just wouldn't say. He just panicked and just, oh, so sorry, me. So sorry, me. You know, I didn't mean to, you know. So it's just, and I still see the, I still like see him now. I'm like, he's a grown man. Like, do you know what I mean? It's yeah. Just, <laughs> <laughs> just because it shows, like, you know, it's, it's a reflection on them when they can't see it too face to face, you know, if oh, they yeah. have an issue. Um, but yeah, I know you've a lot more respect for a person if they say it to you face to face. Oh, hundred percent, mate. You know, because that takes a lot of, you know, it's like, you know, say like I was saying to people, like you know, the racism I was suffering when I was playing, and that's why I said I tweeted that thing to, to just basically because I, you know, it's kind of going on a lot, especially to a lot of the, a lot of a lot of Nigerians, especially that are playing for oil, and then there's so many of them. You know what I mean? You know, coming true now, you know, so many of them coming true. You don't want to dishearten them because you want them to play for Ireland. You know what I mean? You 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 want them because they're gonna ask so much, they're gonna ask so much pace, so much uh not just, just the pace, but physical attributes that just other players don't have. They, they bring a lot to the table and so much uh skills, you know, like in, in our culture, like you know, if you if you ever, I don't know if you if you ever this one time, I don't know if you go to town, right? If you go around town actually. Like this, there's this black communities that go and play football there, right? It's all about flair. If you don't have flair, you don't play. Do you know what I mean? Like if you're just passing a safe pass all the time, you don't play. Do you know what I mean? So those kids are kind of a flary players, anyways. You know, like so you need them in the team. They might not be the most technical uh, passes of a ball. Do you know what I mean? But they would drive up people. So like they have so much to give like to the team that we don't think like, you know, calling them this, that or the other, go back to your country. And a lot of them are born here. Like that's just the stupidest thing ever. Like, <laughs> yeah, it doesn't, doesn't add up like that. You know? <laughs> <laughs> that was even add up like, you know, go back to your country. They're born here, mate, you know? So, you know, that's what I just said to them. Like, you know, just keep going. Like, you know, don't, because I know that, it, listen, it affected me, but I just got on with it. That makes sense. You know what I mean? Like, same example, like, I, like whenever I get in shape, right? Or he's, you know, he's, you know, whenever I'm in shape, you know what I mean? I've got a six pack, the whole lot, blah, blah, blah. Oh, it's your gene, mate. It's just your gene, mate. You know, <laughs> mate, like, I, you know, I've just run every single day consistently. I've just done been in the gym every single day, train in the morning, go in gym. We're still telling me it's my gene. You're nuts, man. You know, so it's like, you know, it's like, you know, it's, People will always find something, you know, they, they will always find something, you know, rather than giving you, rather than building the tallest building with you, they will always want to knock your building down, you know? So I was, I used to get that a lot, right? But I used to laugh at it, but it affected me. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yeah. But I would never say it. I would just laugh at it with you, like, do you know what I mean? I'm like, just give me credit, man. You know what I mean? You know, but like, you know, <laughs> give me credit and I'll show you what I do. You know, <laughs> I give you tips, like, you know, she asked me for tips, like, you know, so those kind of things, like, you know, like kids these days, the, you know, younger, younger players or younger athletes, they would have probably say something 
you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I'm one of those that just never make an excuse. Does that make sense? I just get on with it. Do you know what I mean? It's just like, boom, whatever. Yeah, that's done. What's next, you know? I, I suppose at the same time, like nowadays, it is important though that they're, and it's good that they're, you know, they're, they're talking about it and they're, you know, calling people out. Yeah, and that's the first time like I've tweeted something like that. I don't really talk about myself a lot. Like, you know, not a lot of people knew that I played for Ireland. You know what I mean? Like, you know, <laughs> not a lot of people even knew that I played football. Like, you know, like, you know, so that's how much, like, I just, I just, I don't talk. I just let the, the past is the past for me. Like, you know, obviously it's nice to reminisce and talk about things like that and how you got there because, like, I didn't just, didn't just land there. Like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. I worked my ass off. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, you know, like, and, I was never a person that like I'll do runs, but I'll never do runs where people see me. Like, do you know what I mean? I always like done my things behind closed doors. It's just the way I was. So people always say, oh, he's lazy or stuff like that. But I always done something like, do you know what I mean? So I don't, I was never, I just the way I was brought up, man. Do you know what I mean? He's just, just cut differently, man. You know? Tell us about the time. And I think it's very important because I want to delve into this with you, um, especially the emotional roller coaster you went on through, through this period. Um, the time when you went to Man City, you were there for six months. Then, do you want to carry on exactly what happened? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was it. So, obviously, me and Carl Moore, which is the other player that was at Kevin's with me, me and him went over. we done, like, the stadium tour. So, basically, I, I, I used to travel up when I was in school and do, like, you know, your trials and blah, blah, blah. You play games. But us, you know, so I would have played games with, like, Mika Richards and... Daniel Storage, they would have been the players. That was they were they were my 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 group, you know, my age group, and you know, with Carl Moore as well. So we, we, you know, you know, I used to go over there, like I used to score more goals than Storage, to be honest, like in games, you know, like you know, like he was Real Madrid were looking at him at that at that, at that time, um, they were looking to sign him when he was 17, 16, 17. So before he signed, they were willing to let him go. Do you know what I mean? They were, they were willing to let him go if he saw if, if if everything went through. So basically, we done the stadium tour, blah blah blah. Me and my dad, every went there, signed the contract, a whole lot. Uh, four year deal. They, they do that, you know, that half time they announce like the basically that Man City used to do that half time they announced the new academy players that they signed for the year. So we done all that it was a four year deal and that, and then obviously they found out because they were like, "You're playing for Ireland." We thought you had an Irish passport because I was playing for Ireland, you know. You know, so that's that's how they were like, they were sure that I had an Irish passport, you know, but they didn't know that I was playing for Ireland, but I just wasn't given the Irish passport yet, you know? So when they found that out, they were like, well, obviously we can't sign you. You need to have played um, so many internationals for Nigeria um, for, for, for us to, for you to get the residency, like, you know? Yeah. Basically, if I was living in the UK, I wouldn't have had that issue. It's just because I was living in Ireland. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? If my parents moved, if my parents were living in London, in England, I would have been fine. <laughs> you know, uh, so just just one of those. You're just unlucky. So so obviously, like they just said, obviously you can't you can't come from Ireland to to to, to the UK then um, with a Nigerian passport. You know, so 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 basically, I just came back and then few months later, West Brom were always on top of me anyways. West Brom were always been chasing me before Man City. So they were like, um, Dan Ashworth, uh, I don't know if you know Dan Ashworth, he's up at, um, he's, uh, he's director of football. Uh, he was the England head of, direct, he was the England head director of football in England. You know, he was the main guy um, in England just a few years back. But I think he went over to, he went to Brighton 
he's academy director at Brighton. But back then he was just a coach at West Brom. He was the sorry, he was the academy man- manager at West Brom then. So he obviously rang me. Was like, yeah, that actually, you know, because he doesn't actually ring. I don't know if he rings all the players, you know what I mean. But obviously he was so interested, you know, in getting me over, you know. Um, I think it was, it was that game. Played a game against Wales, two thousand and fourteen, twice in the fifteen, whatever. One of those. Sorry, not not fourteen. Sorry, two thousand four. <laughs> Jeez, I wish it was. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> two thousand four, two thousand five. Um, he he watched the game, and um, and he was like, right, we need to sign you, like you know. So I was like, okay, no problem. So I I, I took my bags, went to West Brom. Um, they were like, we're gonna keep you here till we hear. Basically, the Irish people, you know, people were saying that the Irish passport is getting ready, blah blah blah. So West Brom were like, okay, we keep you here till it gets ready, like you know. So they were, I was there for like six, eight months. And there was nothing, you know. So, but that year, that that few months I was there, that was the fittest I've ever been. Like, you know, because obviously in Ireland, you're training part time, you know what I mean? And your mates are going to the chipper and you're going to the chipper for lunch and all that, you know. You don't want to get those, get those, uh, you get those chicken fillet rolls and all that uh, lunch for, you know. <laughs> you know, when you're coming out of school, everyone gets a chicken fillet roll and stuff like that, you know. So, it's just, you know, basically then you're getting like custard cream for, for lunch because you can't afford to have lunch or extra boy lunch, you know. <laughs> yeah. Just lo- those 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 nutritional like mistakes, like you know what I mean? But when I went there for those six, eight months, I was in like in incredible shape, you know what I mean? Because I, I you know, like like Dan Ashwell used to run with me actually, because when I went there first, I was the unfittest player in the team. Because obviously a lot of them have come through the academy and they're all fit, you know what I mean? So I was the unfittest player in the team. I was always coming last in the runs. <laughs> yeah. So he used, he was a fit guy back then. He used to love running. So he was he used to actually just run with me. So I finished runs. You know what I mean? That's how much he wanted to sign me. Do you know what I mean? So he actually personally gave me those time, you know? So, you know, he got me so fit. It was a joke because I remember coming back and playing, I think we played Malta with the Irish team, played Malta. I think I scored two goals or something like that. And then the under the under 18s it was, and then the under 19 manager, Sean McCaffrey, was there, obviously. He then took me to the under 19s game the next day, and I started that game. You know, so that's how sharp I was. I was, you know, I was, I was, like, literally, if I was there, I would have definitely played Premier League, like, you know, because, like, I was, I, that preseason, I, 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 I trained with the first team. I was only there for a few months. <laughs> you know what I mean? I trained with the first team at West Brom. I played against, I played a friendly game against them. Um, just I think was uh, one of the <sighs> League One or League Two. Sorry, League One or Championship team back then. Next to, in in Birmingham, I can't remember their name, you know. But um, yeah, man, I, I played the games like you know what I mean. So they were you know trying with the first team. So like you know, I would have you know that's just how close you can be from success to failing. Do you know what I mean? Does that make sense? Jesus, it's always a thin line, isn't it? Really, like do you know what I mean? That's most athletes will tell you that. Like it's always like a that thin line between and success and failure. How do you feel during that time? You must have been absolutely broken when ah, you were like, I, I was I was totally shy because now I've come back, my my nutrition has gone, you know, to bed because just you know, just just the system isn't right, you know what I mean? In Ireland, you know what I mean? It's just not right to be elite, like you know what I mean. You know, you come back and then you're hanging around with your mates again and you come back into into an environment where you get <laughs> Lunch time, you get your chicken filler roll or custard cream. That's all you can afford. You know what I mean? Like in, in over there, like 
you have money or not have money, you get the best food. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, you get the best, you know. So I kind of needed it more than most players would because there were some times you couldn't really afford proper lunch. Does that make sense? So you have to go and get whatever you can. So Psychologically, though, how did it affect you, would say, you know, having your dream? Yeah, you know. yeah. It affected me, like, massively. Affected, I think it affected every player that comes back from the UK, man, you know, not just me in general, you know. It affected mm-hmm. me because, like, one minute I'm training with Canu, like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Next minute I'm, like, training with, you know, Bob down here, like, <laughs> so it was, it was, it was, it was, it was kind of, like, yeah, it was proper fall from grace. That makes sense. You know what I mean? Because then I came back and I was just like, whatever, I might as well just settle League of Ireland because I'm not going to go back because Irish passport isn't ready. You know what I mean? So, you know, I might as well just settle, like, you know, and just, and that's where I I feel like, again, I don't like to make excuses. I just feel like if I have the right mentorship, the right people around me, the right team around me, they would have kept me going during those times when I didn't believe anymore. Does that make sense? Do you know what I mean? They would have kept you going. And that's why I think, you know, with players that I'm on, that, that, that I'm looking after or coaching, like I want to be more like there for them when they need me most because that's what I lack. I lack the right, the, the right team around me. Like, you know, I just didn't have it, you know. And when you lose self-belief as a player, like obviously the gig that you're doing, obviously, you know, team, team building and all that kind of stuff, like you need people positive around you when you're not positive because you're not positive all the time do do, do you know what I mean so that time I definitely I'm telling you like you know I kind of lost my then I just lost it all you know I lost that motivation that drive because I used to I used to like like I said like you know when I came back I used to just before I got into the ICM I used to train like run every day before a game (laughs) we used to play like games on a Sunday and I would run on a Saturday like I do like a full 7k on a Saturday (laughs) just (laughs) just because of how much I wanted if that makes sense you know I was in the right training but I just wanted to go and do something you know what what was that time you know so before you got the passport sorted were you like what was the restrictions could you only play friendlies or, or, or what was the story yeah, yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't play friendlies. So basically, um, I couldn't um, even, yeah, I went to Portugal at, at a time, um, but um, I couldn't play if it was a, if it's a, Euro, if it's a European Championship uh, games, I couldn't play. Uh, only home, home based games, you know, um, till the passport came out. I think when the passport came out, I got, no, I didn't, no, it didn't come out in time. Um, I don't think I played in the European Championship, but maybe I did. Maybe I played a couple when the passport came out, you know. Was that just, kind of too late? When did the passport come in? Was that kind of was that towards the end of of everything? Or, or yeah, because again, like I said to you, like so obviously because I last I lacked interest, and then the passport came two years later. But my 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 mental wasn't the same as what it used to be before. Does that make sense? You know, yeah. you know, like I needed somebody to tell me, like you know, stay on track. It will happen. Do you know what I mean? Like you know, you will get over. You know what I mean? And just keep training and just keep playing and blah blah blah. To be fair to Sean McCarthy, obviously, rest in peace, Sean McCarthy, the manager, the international manager, Dan and Vinnie Butler, they were very, they were very good to me. Even when I was out of form at Bray, well, even though, even when I was playing League of Ireland, because every other players were, were playing in the UK, like, you know, premiership players, they still picked me, like, do you know what I mean? So they still picked me because it's just a loyalty, like, do you know what I mean? So they, they knew what I could give them, do you know what I mean? Even when I was on fit, like, because I'm playing part-time compared to full-time players, do you know what I mean? They still play me 90 minutes from internationals or 75 or, do you know what I mean? Just 
because you know he said he said to me do a i'll give you a do you know what i mean no, they just trusted me like you know what was you know i'm just trying to to, to delve into your whole uh, like you know w- when the passport came then i believe like what was the big delay during the stage you know when that happened west ham and sorry with uh city in west brom and then eventually came what was the big delay like did the irish authorities get involved to try to speed it up or what was the whole process like at the time yeah i think um there was an organization called sari you know who look after sports against racism ireland they're called you know and they look after like most like not just black players or just just any foreign players in general like you know and not just players or just humans in general and they brian Kerr was part of them then he was trying to help out and trying to improve the education about it so um when he heard about me then he spoke to me one after one game i can't remember what game it was international game and then and then they spoke to a few people and different things but i think if that situation was now <laughs> they give you the passport straight away do you know what i mean like you know i remember playing like <laughs> just because that was the first time just the the, the government were like well, this we don't understand this. I mean, like you know, they've never really been in that situation, and I understand because it's the first time. You know what I mean? They don't understand how difference it can make in someone's career, like you know that kind of way. So you know, and probably the person that was given the passport probably doesn't even know football. You know what I mean? So yeah, just kind of like you know. So again, it's just kind of those, you know, they just didn't understand the urgency of it. Yeah, it's 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 a shame that yeah, I I, I do believe if it was nowadays. Is probably uh, you know more of um, a system or a fast pack system yes. in place, yeah, especially yeah, if you're yeah, paying. Yeah. If you're an you you are an, an elite athlete, like so. Yeah. You know, so it's yeah, it's, like uh, like you know, I remember playing. I think it was playing Malta. You know, one of the guys always tells me like he says like he says uh, the guy one of the guys in the Sari he says oh makes um. <laughs> Well, the manager, the manager of Malta, because I think I scored a hatch in that game or two goals. And they said the manager of Malta said, "Oh, if he's struggling for a passport, there we can give him a passport." <laughs> <laughs> Just joking, like saying, "If you want to quote the Malta, we can give him a passport," you know. <laughs> <laughs> and, they, well, well, and like, we say, when you were growing up, like, who would have been on, you know, in your age group in the Irish setup that went on to have have good careers? Mm, oh. Um... They had Christy Fagan, the World League of Ireland, you know, Christy Fagan, Dinny Corcoran, Ian Hatch. Do you know any League of Ireland? Do you know League of Ireland or all? A few, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, there's Donald, there's a guy called Donald McDermott. He went to he went to Man City after me, but he struggled as well. Um, he ended up coming up playing for the dark and he struggled at the end. Um, I don't think in the Irish setup, no. Only like, you know, like I said, when I was at City, there would have been like the likes of Daniel Storage and Mika Richards and all them kind of, you know, ballers there. But they are sort of like we had a proper team, you know, but just as an individual, I think a lot of players underachieved, you know. But again, again, like a lot of players will fail, like, you know, regarding to like, you know, like just because you play for Ireland under 17s or under 18s or 19s, you're going to make it, you know what I mean? It's just like, a lot of players will fail. It's just that do they have the right team around them to, to, to pick them back up again? Does that make sense? Like, it's it's like I'm not the only story and I'm not going to be the only story. Like, you know what I mean? This, 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 you know, and that's why, you know, some of these players these days have entourage. You know what I mean? But your entourage has got to be good. Do you know what I mean? You've got to have the best mindset coach, 
the best strength and conditioning coach, the best technical coach. But if you're going to have this entourage, they better be good, mate. You know what I mean? They better be, they better not be just, not, not just be there to take your money when you sign a deal, you know? But players actually do need the right people around them. Do you know what I mean? Because we, they teach you how to succeed, but they don't teach you how to fail. Sorry, how, you know, you know, how you bounce back when you fail. We get taught a lot on how to succeed. You know what I mean? No one ever teaches us, right, this is, you know, when you fail, you know, you just don't expect. And when you fail, it's kind of a weird, it's a weird zone to be in. You're not used to being in that environment, you know, and it's, it's easy to give up, man. Yeah, because you see a lot of players, like, it's a very good point what you said there about, the, uh, you know, if you play on the 17, 16, 17, 18, you know, rather than not even 19, doesn't make, doesn't exactly mean, you know, you're going to make it. Um, yeah. Because, you know, you see a lot of guys there, that have went over to the UK and they're back within a couple of, you know, maybe two or three years. And I can only, you know, they go over, they're on Instagram, they have, um, you know, an, a certain team's jersey playing and in the next week they're back home in, in Ireland and they must be going through a massive roller coaster. And I can only imagine they must be experiencing a lot of depression as well. You know, they oh, yeah. probably don't understand until they're older. Yes, yeah, yeah. Because... <laughs> mate, you know, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie to you. You know, when you're successful, it's quite good, man. It's like a drug, you know. It's it's quite it's quite a high, you know. It's quite a high, you know. And when you don't have that high anymore, when you don't have that that kind of buzz, you know, you hit a rock bottom. You know what I mean? And you kind of like it's like a lot, it's, it's a lot's taken away from you. You know, it's like so, you know. But obviously, if you've never had a high before, you don't know what it feels like. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But uh, you know, you know, it, it's it's um, you know, and then you come back, and then you're like, everyone is talking about you because you're the talk of the town, you know. Ah, yeah. <laughs> he's back home, you know. We've been waiting for him, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's a picture, pure, pure Irish thing, though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah we knew we'd be back. <laughs> yeah, I had a couch ready for him. <laughs> yeah. Come here, um, uh, did you? Like, did you ever cross paths with the likes of, you know, steroids and all them down the line? Did you ever meet them after, no? What's that, steroids? Yeah, and sorry, yeah, steroids. Do you ever meet steroids? Yeah, or... like for me, oh, who, oh, Daniel Sturridge. Dan- steroids, yeah, sorry, that's oh, the Kerry accent coming out there. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> like, Good job you didn't say anything there, no. I don't look, I don't look at me, but... <laughs> 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 Nearly caught you there, didn't I? Yeah, 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 I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, James, if I if I was, it's not working. <laughs> um, no, um, I haven't met Daniel Sturridge. He wouldn't even know. He wouldn't even probably remember. Do you know what I mean? He would probably remember my. You know, he probably you know probably could, but I, you know, I haven't I haven't crossed paths with them. I was, do you know what? Like, I was probably like even like even like Kanye and all these guys. I didn't even have their I didn't even have their autographs or trying to stay in touch because you believe you're gonna make it. Does that make sense? Yeah. You know, when you're that young, you believe they're going to make, because you need that, you need that ego as well to kind of like, you know, to kind of get through that. Does that make sense? Like, you know, yeah. it's like, it's like, why am I going to ask you for an autograph when I want to be, when I'm going to better than you? Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. you know, so it's like, but at the same time, I think, um, you know, I think the right balance, you need the right balance, you know? You want your players to be confident. You want your players to believe. You want your people, whoever you're working with, to believe that they can be the best. You know what I mean? You don't want them like, 
to feel like they're they're inferior at any stage at any stage, even if you feel like they're not great, you want to you want to tell them that you want to boost them. Do you know what I mean? You want to you want to challenge them. You know, but um, I wish I was probably more like you know, oh yeah, give me your autographs or something like that. You know, but you just don't do it. Like you know what I mean? No, especially when you're playing with them. Do you know? Like, yeah, it's, it's, it's something you you know you know it's yeah. I know I know what you mean. I I, I totally understand where you're yeah. coming from. Something as well before we we with Devon um we move on. You did a bit of traveling, then um, you went to different clubs around. Um, you actually were with Celta Vigo, that must have been a great experience, was it? Yeah, well, like I had more clubs than uh, than Tiger Woods, part of <laughs> <laughs> you, <know? laughs> you know, like I said to people, I have more clubs than <laughs> Should have been a golfer. <laughs> how did that come about? Um, Emika, do you know, we say with Celta Vigo first, and then you know, you went to Essex. Yeah, it's it's um it was quite well. This is just just weird, man. You know, so I was playing for Atlone. Um, I went on I went on loan from Bray to Atlone Town um for for six months, and I went up there. I think again, I think I scored like crazy goals. I think I scored like 12, 13 goals in like four or five games. So some ridiculous, anyways. You know, but it was quite short. It was quite short. It was quite sharp instinct. You know, so oh, sorry. Yeah, it was quite short. It was quite sharp. Um. Time and it got into numbers. I had I had a good good goal scoring record, you know. But one of my one of my friends that I worked in the gym, I worked in the gym in Bray. One of my friends is Spanish, and his friend his friends um was a Salta Vigo. He was a his friend is an academy coach at Salta Vigo, you know. So he my friend obviously came out seeing me play for a long. He was like, "Whoa, like you can definitely play, like you know, you should be playing at this level. They're way ahead, like you know." So you know, so then, then like I left that loan for like two, three, four months, maybe. I didn't play football. I was like, no, I was supposed to go to Spotting, the team called Spotting Finger then from that loan. So I left that loan with me thinking that it's a done deal. But then that deal fell through. So I then didn't have a clue for the rest of the season. Like, you know, so like, say, for example, if that, if the season was till September, October, whatever. I didn't have a team from like summer all the way to December, you know, so because obviously I, I cancelled my contract alone. So either way, so that was a mess. So I was like, I'm going to go on holidays. So after a few months, you may say, I was like, oh, I'm going to Spain. Do you want to come to Spain with me? Like for the, just to holiday, see my family or whatever. Like, you know, so I was like, I, got, I went to met his family and really cool people. Like, you know, and, uh, he was like, oh, yeah, by the way, I spoke to my mate, uh, Celta Vigo. And he said uh, they had a, they, he sent them my video, he sent them a video of me playing for long. Jesus. Yeah, so obviously I didn't know, but obviously that was he got that sorted. And obviously the manager looked at it and was like, Oh, I would like to would like to have a look at him. He he looks like he can get goals, you know. So then we ran quickly to the shops. Like, I'm not fit, like I haven't done it pre-season, I'm playing like four or five months. Like, jump in. It's just weird, like you know. So we ran around to the shop, picked up a little cheap boots so about 40, 50 quid. I don't know what it was, just like a little boot. Went up to training the next day. It was just weird, like you know. And then I was like, How is this happening? Like, you know, I've just you know <laughs> playing in League of Ireland, fourth division. I haven't even played in over five months or whatever. And here I am, it's like a vehicle, like, you know, <laughs> you know, <laughs> so crazy stuff, man, you know. So it was was baffling, but I was always a confident kind of like player, anyways. You know, like I, I, if 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 you if I if if you give me a trial, I will always get something. Like I've all the trials I've been to, I've always got a deal. I don't know how it happens, but I've always nicked a deal. Like I've never been to a trial and not signed. Like, you know, 
So, so obviously, I, you know, that confidence was kind of there that I could play. I can play. My, 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 my issues all the time was always conditioning. I was never the most conditioned because I didn't understand how important it was as a young kid. Does that make sense? Like, yeah. but technically, like, I had no issue. Like, you know what I mean? You know, obviously, my, te- my technique was superior, but I just didn't have that knowledge of the conditioning. So when I went over there and I didn't, like, you know, you know I stood out. So basically, right, so this is what they did. They, they put me with the Secunda B force, right, which is the B team. And they were all proper bowlers that are looking to go into the first team. So they said, right, we're going to chuck them in here and see how he gets on, you know. So first day, no problem, you know, you know, you know, I stood out like, you know. Man was it like, a training session or was it yeah. a game? Yeah, training session first. So it was a little training session in the morning. You just wanted to see what it was like, you know, you just, because they don't know. They were just thinking this is going to be, he's going to be so shocked. And he's going to be sure, but, you know, <laughs> you know, in their head, imagine I was thinking just to see how he is, you know. So obviously like he underestimated me maybe, like which told me a favor because obviously I showed him more than he thought, you know. So I done a bit and I had a good session. You know, my feet was quite good. I was quite explosive. You know, Spanish players are quite slow. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. They're technically gifted, but they're very relaxed. You know what I mean? And I was just like hot-headed, you know what I mean? Going over there, dribbling at people or smashing the winning and then taking people on. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, and he was like, this is like, like the Spanish. is like, this guy's loco, you know? <laughs> you know? <laughs> so he brought me back. He was like, right, do you want to come back the next day? And then he was like, right, we're going to play 11 v 11. We played 11 v 11. I played right wing and I was very direct. A couple of step overs, run across, crosses in, look dynamic, you know? Um, so, because I'm normally a striker, but he was like, we're really going to a striker. We're not looking to sign a striker. We're looking to sign a winger. Can you play as a winger? I was like, yeah, no, no problem, you know? So then I done there. Then he was like, right, all right. Because I played against his best left back, you know what I mean? And I absolutely destroyed him. Jeez. So it was like, right, okay, right. So uh, <laughs> then he spoke, because obviously I don't understand Spanish like that, you know what I mean? So yeah. now the lad, the lad I used to work with in, in, a, in the gym, in, in the gym here, he's now my agent, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Pure Irish, like, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I didn't have an agent. I didn't have anything, like, you know? So now he's now my, he's now my agent. We still laugh about it now, you know? Like, he's just banter. He's now my agent and he speaks Spanish. He's a translator, because he's a Celta Vigo fan. So he was loving it because he's never been, he's never been that close to the ground. Like, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. So he was like, this is, because obviously he's telling me, Mix, you understand, this is like, like not many, like not even local kids get the chance to do that. Like, you know what I mean? Because I'm, I'm training with the first team, the, the second Segunda B team, you know? So, so he was loving it, speaking to the chairman of the club. Like, he's, he's like, this is great. <laughs> he's like, what is the next? So he was speaking, he doing all the talking, like, you know, and that's what I'm saying to you. I, I just never had the right people around me. Do you know what I mean? Does that make sense? I was kind of just kind of trying to figure it out myself. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? You know, that doesn't happen in the modern game. You know what I mean? In the modern game, you don't go to sell the Vigo with no agent. Like, do you know what I mean? That doesn't happen. Like, you know? <laughs> you know? <laughs> the pure like, movie material there, like. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, even up till now, you know, you know, I laugh about it. And then it was so weird. The chairman of the club, Heard about me because he he didn't he didn't he was like I don't want to talk to this geezer like he was I just came out of nowhere like do you know what I mean yeah. he, you know it's like I've got important things to be dealing about I don't want to you know what I mean I don't want to see this guy you know because they wanted to sign I don't know if you've known if you heard this guy called Papa Doppelos he scored the goal again for Greece when they won the European Championship against oh, Portugal yeah. Yeah. the striker Papa Doppelos he scored the goal so he was a free agent that year 
So he was a free agent and they had five days to sign one more player. So it was just weird how it happened because those was just crazy because there was 24, they have a 25 man squad in, 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 in Spain that can sign professionals. They had 24 and there was one slot. So now it became me and Papa Doppelers. So the chair, yeah. So I was like, what? This guy just scored a goal for, you know, for Greece in the European Championship final, like, you know? So my man was like, Nice, you don't understand what happened. Like, it's between you and Papa Doppelers. That's what the chairman is saying. But the chairman liked Papa Doppelers, but the manager, the, the Secunda B manager liked me. He said, I'd rather sign him because he's going to be more effective. Papadopoulos is kind of old, he's kind of slow, he's more dynamic, you know? So, and we can get him for bad cheap, we can give him for cheap, like, they probably offered me, they were, you know, they were just offering me payments, but I was just happy to be there, like, you know, Papadopoulos probably on 20, 30 bags a week, like, you know? So, you know, so then, then the chairman was like, Roy, he watched my video, he was like, all right, whatever, like, you know? And then he came down and watched training, he was like, came down from down upstairs, it was like, Roy, if you're making me come out here, yeah, that's what I was telling my, 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 my agent, you know. <laughs> my work colleague was saying to me, like, if you guys are bringing me, he better be decent, like, you know. So I went and trained, and I was very decent, like, you know. And he was like, Roy, okay, so what we're going to do is we're going to throw him with the first team now. Let's see how he gets on. Yeah, Jeez. so next, next morning, I was training with the first team, you know. Because <laughs> obviously, the, the manager saying to him, the, the second, second day manager saying to him, that last spot that you have, you should give it to him, you know? So he's now saying, right, right, let's throw him into the deep end with the first team players and see how, you know, how he copes. Then I went in and trained with the first team. I didn't look out of place. Now, bear in mind, I haven't trained in five months, like, previous that, like, I would, only God knows what I was eating before, that, you know, for the five months, like, you know, I was out of shape, like, but I could handle myself. Like, I, I was kind of back myself technically anyway. That's just not an issue. But he then said, right, we're going to play a match the next day because everything has to be in a rush because they've only got five days to sign me. So I was kind of doing, I was kind of like getting pushed quite quickly. It was just weird. But anyways, I played a game for the, for the first team. I don't know if you remember a guy played for Swansea called Michu, the striker. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he was that team. He played, he played on top win that game, you know. <laughs> Mate, if you look in the picture... I don't know if I still have that. I have a picture I put on my... I don't know if it's still on my Facebook. We should have all this stuff, but I don't even keep anything. But anyway, the picture, the, the guy that worked with Quan, he knows all the players, obviously. Do you know what I mean? So he was like, a few years later, he was like, Meeks, that's fucking me. That's me too, like, you know? <laughs> you play with like that. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, so I, I ended up playing up top with me too. There's a couple of players that play for... Like, they ended up playing, obviously, that La Liga players and the team. There's one that signed for... Real Madrid season after that, the striker, like, you know, so I ended up doing well and it's just weird. The manager, the manager, the, the chairman said, no, we're going to sign for Doppelers. It was so weird. Then the Celta Vigo said, okay, we're going to give you a short-time contract. We're going to send you on loan to a third division team. And the third division team was like in the middle of like the country. Like, you know, I didn't know anyone there. I couldn't speak Spanish and all that. After a few months, I was like, fine, I'm going to go back home because it doesn't look like Celta Vigo going to sign me because only, when I went there, I only scored like three goals in maybe eight or nine games. But they, expect, they expected me to score way more because of the potential I had. Mm-hmm. Um, so I decided to go home after six months. Probably the worst decision of my life. I should have stayed there and kind of grinded it out for a bit longer. And was the, the it, it says in your record that you play a Celtic Vigo B team? Or was it? Yeah. That was you know, the team, yeah. Yeah. So I played in the Celtic Vigo, Celtic Vigo B. 
played like, I don't know, three games or something like that. Then they threw me into that two division team for a few, just to play a few more games. It's just basically the manager wanted to convince the chairman because he wants to sign me. So he was like, I don't want to let him go, even though he's played a few games with the B team. Can we, can we see him somewhere else? Do you know what I mean? But obviously, like, I just, I just never performed. I don't know why. I just, I just never really, you know, yeah, I don't know. It was just, it didn't work out. Yeah, yeah. But it's, it's, it's amazing though that you, like, <laughs> I would have nicked the deal, mate. That's again, I would have been so close. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, uh, geez, it's, it's amazing. Like, you know, that's some story for the, like, pub story, isn't it? Oh, 100%. 100%. <laughs> but do you know what? If I stayed in that South of Vigo, uh, even, the, even the B team, but he was, they were going to sign me for the first team. I would have trained every day. That's all I needed. I needed to be conditioned. Do you know what I mean? But he sent me down to this part time team where I was back training twice a week again. Does that make sense? Yeah. You know, so I need, I need to be, if we, if we just, if he just even just said, keep him in the Secunda B team, South Vigo B team for a little bit longer, they train every day. I would have been fine. You know, it was just there. Uh, because I need to be trained every day. I just need a conditioning, man, you know? And how do you end up in, just briefly, how, because I've been, it's, the whole story is very, very interesting. I want to get to the, yeah, to yeah. The, <laughs> I want to get to the, to the business side in, but, how yeah. do you end up in, in Essex? You played a few non-league teams there, didn't you? Yeah, so basically, I, yeah, like I said to you, like, you know, like, more clues than, <laughs> than good old Tiger. But, yeah, like, I I then came back to Ireland and one of my mates lived in Birmingham, right? And he was like, right, Meeks, your head is gone. You're all over the place. Like, you put on so much weight. Like, you know, you need to get, you need to get going because he... He, he obviously, he was a coach back then as well. He was like, you know, we need to get you playing. So he was like, come to England because uh, it looks like you're not going to play League of Ireland because you don't like to be. I, I just didn't have motivation being in Ireland, you know? So he was like, rather than you jacking it in, let's get you over. Like, so I went over there, lost loads of weight, got in shape, got fit, got really conditioned because obviously I didn't have any distractions, just me, me and him just living there and just training every day. So I ended up doing that and signed for like a conference South team, not team that called Solihull Murs um, in Birmingham. And they gave me a nice little deal, you know, fi- you know, considering I haven't played football for a year before that, because I stopped playing for a year or so. So they gave me a deal. Then I played there for about a year or something. And then one of the mates in Essex said, uh, oh, do you want to, if I just come out to Essex and play like conference over there and I have a work for you. I have a job for you as well because I wasn't just saying enough, like, you know, in Birmingham. So he said, do that. So he got me a job and I ended up signing for a team there. The first team I signed was Concord Rangers, you know. They're, they're, they're a decent team in Essex, you know. Uh, so I, I played for them for a little while and the manager after a while said, ah, oh, well, you know, we're going to sign a different player. We're just getting this player along, blah, blah, blah. So I, I said, uh, I left there. I have I had a lot to prove because now, like, I've, you know, I realized, right, where am I going to go? Because I don't really know a lot of teams out here, you know? So the manager doesn't want me anymore. Here, so what I'm going to do. So I went to another team called Billy Rick. So actually, before I went there, this agent rang me out of nowhere. It's just weird. He said, oh, do you want to uh, go to Cyprus? I have a team in Cyprus. It was just, on, you know, on trial, like, you know? So I was like, why am I, you know, like, I'm young. You know, I'll just travel while I can, you know? Packed my bags, went to Cyprus. Cyprus offered me a deal again. Again, they offered me a deal in Cyprus, and uh, it's just the money was too was too little. If you know, now I would have if I stayed there again, I probably 
I, I needed to be in a full-time environment, to be honest with you. Like, I think that's what I needed. You know, all the part-time still two days a week and all that. It's just not enough to, to cut it, you know? So, to fair, they were full-time, you know. They, they got me fit. So, I was there for, like, a few weeks, maybe about, no more, maybe five, five weeks. Because they, they offered me, like, 1,500 quid a month or 1,400 quid a month. But I was earning way more than that in Essex, like, you know, for my work and the football, like, you know, so... You know, stupid, stupid decision. I probably should have stayed and got fit, got, you know what I mean? Because I would have, that was like Cyprus second division. Maybe second or third division. Maybe third division is, I think it's either second or third. So it was a, it was a decent level, like, you know, but I didn't feel out of place. So I went back, <laughs> I went back and signed for Billy Ricky Town, a team called Billy Ricky Town. You know, the ones that, they got the money, you know, they had the money just there a few years ago. Obviously the money is dried out, I think now, you know, but when I was there, they didn't have that much money. I wish they did because... <laughs> Because they had Jamie O'Hara and all them boys there, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's that team, yeah. They had Jamie O'Hara, but that was before I was there. So I went there, and we won the league. And we got into the conference that season. And West Ham actually came in for me. I got injured halfway through the season. Pulled my hamstring um, for the last 10 games that West Ham wanted to come in and sign me. Because out of nowhere, it was weird. Out of nowhere, the manager of the team says, I was an amateur contract, right? So which means cash. Because obviously, like they wanted to give me money as you know, brand envelope. That's how they, that's how they do it. Not league, they pay you well, but you get a cash, like you know. So I was like, fine. I don't know. It was like, oh, what offer you two year deal? <laughs> so obviously, he knew that West Ham were coming for me, and he wanted to get money out of me. He wanted oh. to get money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then unlucky for unlucky for both was obviously like the two weeks after I pulled my hammies, like you know, and oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then that was the season gone. Yeah, but. I had a good time in the UK, man. I had a good time. I I I enjoyed the UK. I came back in 2014. But I, you know, it was, it was good. Like, like football gave me a lot, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I can't I can't complain, like, you know. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. Oh, well, just... The only person that complains is my family and the people that knew me, like, you know, they were like, <laughs> you know, you couldn't even play in the Premier League, you know what I mean? Boy me Range Rovers or something, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but look, the, what, what you've learned from the whole process is, um, you know, is very, very important. And we spoke about it off air, but you might just delve into that. I know you, you, you finished up with Bray in 16. Yeah. Why did you make that decision? It's so young. I think you're only 27, so, yeah. Right. So I went at long. So I went at long from Bray that season. Uh, I had long way in pain. So they promised me this amount of majors and I was like 10 weeks. It were 10 weeks. You know what I pay, and they, they couldn't pay not just me, but a couple of players who couldn't afford to pay us, you know. But like, I was saying to myself, I'm working in the gym part time, not making a lot, I'm too old for this, like, you know what I mean? Not to be, you know, not to be getting money from, you know, what I mean, you know, I need, to, I need to sort my life out, really. I need to, I need to, I need to get, I need to get my stuff together, you know what I mean? I'm not like 20 or something like that, you know, like, you know, they can go 10 weeks without getting paid and survive, and you know, and I was in a job where it was like in a gym, it was a community gym, you know what I mean? It was you know, it's just no motivation, man. You know what I mean? So basically, lack motivation. I just, I just don't know why everything just went. Like, you know what I mean? I was just like, right, in this community gym, do I want to be here when I'm 50? Like, absolutely not. <laughs> do you know what I mean? You know, so I need to take action, you know? So that's why I took a bit of a risk and I said, listen, I'm just going to like try and build something myself and just, I kind of always knew that I was going to struggle at the beginning. Like, but I didn't think I was going to struggle that much, but Obviously, I struggled a lot more than I expected, you know? And that was it, just like, uh, I just thought, you know, playing football and picking up whatever, two, 250 quid, 250 quid, 
a week or whatever. I can, you know, it was just, and then we're, you know, working, the, you know, just wasn't enough, like, you know. So it was just, it was a time in my life where most League of Ireland players would tell you that, you know what I mean? There's not enough money in the game, you know. And my encouragement for every League of Ireland player is to have something they can transition to, you know. Like now I can go back and play or I have something concrete, you know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, you know, if I go back and play, like, you know, I want to get in shape for I me. Mean, if I get if I get in shape, I want to I want to play less senior for maybe a season. I'm getting shape this year, play less senior for a season. See how I feel. But I still have the opportunity to go back and play. But now I've got a business, you know, something that gives me a guarantee of where I'm not relying on someone or or relying on football to give me two hundred and fifty quid or you know what I mean, like something stupid like that. You know, like you know, you know, like people in Tesco's. You know, I mean, as I work in Tesco's, I earn like six hundred quid a week, mate. Six fifty exactly. a week, like you know, like yeah. you know, so. You know, you're basically living this life that you think you're a footballer, but you're not earning enough, you know? And every most League of Ireland players have to work as well, which is fine, right? But you, you can't be the best version of yourself when you're doing two things, like, you know, um, especially at that level, that elite level, like, you know, it's it's not it's not feasible. Um, so even though, like, I, I it was like, oh, I'm a footballer, but I just knew that it didn't make any sense, you know, um, mm-hmm. that I needed to kind of, I need to start now rather than start late, you know what I mean? Because if, if I played, if I was still playing up till now, like I wouldn't have built whatever I've had, uh, whatever I've had now, I wouldn't have made the mistakes I've made now. So now I've made most of those mistakes. Like I'm more solid, mate. You know what I mean? I'm more, I feel like I'm more solid. Obviously, a lot of people will still say, like, you know, ah, like you faded this and that. But I feel like I'm more solid with the experience. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. I feel like before that I wasn't tested properly. You know what I mean? I got tested in the last few years and it's just, it's, it's the best experience. It, it was, it was, it's weird, but it's weird because you don't have a lot, but it was a good experience, man, you know? Mm-hmm. No, definitely, definitely. And when you finish, um, you know, you, you're touching it there uh, when, you, when you're retired. So what do you do then? You set up your own business. So you want to give us um, an insight into your business and into the clothing range? Yeah. Well, I, I didn't say to myself I retired. I just said I'm taking a break out of this game. You know, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, relationship. Yeah, <laughs> did, did I retire you there? Sorry about yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> <I> fully did. Cheers, <laughs> <Yes>, mate. <laughs> Apologies. The, 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 the hardest, the hardest thing is going back. Actually, going back is the hardest thing because, like, you know, like, you know, like I said to myself, oh, I'll take a break for two years. You know, because people always say to me that you're definitely not finished. Like, you know what I mean? Because, like, come on. You were just banging goals there for brain. Next minute, tell me you finished playing. You know what I mean? Like you can't be finished. People thought like I was gonna come back the season after. You know what I mean? But I don't know. It's just I was like, no, I'm not fully out of it. Yeah, I'm still like peed off of football because I felt like you didn't give me was. You know what I mean? I you kind of like angry, like you know that you didn't get a lot out of the game. You know what I mean? You feel like the game is not giving you a lot back. You know what I mean? That you give to it. So. I felt like I wasn't like in a position to 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 go back. Like the main business that I have now is the academy, it's the football academy, you know, which is like it's a, it's an easy transition. Well, it's not it's not it's not an easy transition, it's an easier transition, you know. Mm-hmm. Um it's because it's, it's something that I've known for years. Football is something that I know all my life, you know what I mean? So um it's in a, in a, in a in a world where there's so many people kind of faking it, saying that they're you know, setting up things where they have no experience about it, faking it, you know, saying that they're playing and stuff like that. It's actually nice for for, for, for kids actually seeing me that I've gone through the experience. So that makes sense. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not I'm not bluffing you. Like I've been through that and I can get you bad. You know what I mean? I can, you know, in all this, like I said to you, like there's so many 
people setting up the same thing, but they have no experience, no, you know, just just kind of just trying to fake it. You know what I mean? Like, you know, but, you know, it's nice. For, it, it, it's a field where I can be very natural about what I do, you know? So, um, but what I, what I realized is that, like, with the academy itself, like, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying that I'm the best coach or like that, you know what I mean? You know, or you just say, what I will say is that I have enough experience to, to, to definitely cut short a lot of kids' uh, mistakes, if that makes sense, because mm-hmm. of all the experiences that I've had, they're very, they're so, they're so, they're so variable, they're so, they're so diverse, like, you know what I mean, that most players that play in League of Oil and all their, all their career will never experience, like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, so those kind of experiences is something that, you know, I feel like, that my academy brings to the table that most academies in Ireland don't, like 99% of academies in Ireland don't have that. Do you know what I mean? Because I've, I've gone through some weird, some mad experiences, like, you know what I mean? So, you know, those those are the core value of what we do, of, of what I do in the academy. But then I have the clothing, the clothing line as well. You know, I have passion about that, but I'm not, I'm not a very business, uh, I wouldn't say I'm a business elite, you know? So... I said to people not to judge me on that for 20 years, you know? <laughs> you know, so, you know, when you're young, you can be quite, um, you do have a lot of energy, you know, but um, everything takes experience, you know, so it takes time, so. In in relation to your, the you know, the coaching, um, is it a, a national business? No, at the moment, um, we're based in Wicklow, just outside Dublin, just literally Dublin, really. Like it's in Bray, you know, uh, Bray, Wick, uh, Bray, um, Greystones, Kilcool. These are just kind of areas around Wicklow, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, the whole like the whole thing is to build this brand to be so functional in, in Wicklow area and then move it nationwide, you know, mm-hmm. with the kind of coaches that you bring in. I I I generally don't have coaches um working with me on a weekly basis that haven't shadowed me for a long time, you know what I mean. It's just because I it's, it's, it's my baby, you know what I mean? Like, uh, and, you know, even though I want to grow fast, I still want to make sure that the people that are working with me have the same um, same mindset and the same drive that I have. Clothing line. Yeah. <laughs> How did you come up with that? Wait, why did you come up with that? <laughs> I was watching JC Linga. That's what it is, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, 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 nah. No, um, so basically, like I said, like, you know, I... You know, I was like saying to you earlier on, I was saying to you, like, I I wanted to, when I came out of the game, you know, I, when I came out of the game, I wanted to do things that I'm passionate about, you know? So, like, the two things I'm quite passionate about is very, very simple. I, it took me a while. I'm still thinking, like, is that the only things I'm passionate about? You know, it actually is, you know? <laughs> you know, that's how boring my life is at the moment, you know? So, <laughs> so it's basically football and, and, and fitness, you know? Or if you want to call it gym, but fitness in general, you know? Mm-hmm. so and I worked in the gym and I didn't want to be a gym instructor you know what I mean you know so I was like right you know how can I you know stay in touch you know with the you know with the with the fitness world and and the football mm-hmm. world you know so I'm basically doing two things man that I'm quite you know I go into gyms sometimes proposing like gear for them and you know leggings or tops but I'm seeing you know I'm going to gym I'm you know I'm buzzing seeing people train and you know, and I'm seeing them wearing my club, I like wearing the, club, wearing the gear, like, you know, I'm like, wow, some of them don't know it's mine, do you know what I mean? Like, you know, but oh, they're yeah. all wearing it. So sometimes I go out, I go, I go out and bray and stuff like that. I see a lot of people wearing more legacy stuff, like, you know, but they don't know it's mine, you know what I mean? Because uh, most of the time, previously, I was kind of just keeping myself under wrap, you know? 
not to let people know it was mine. But then after a while, people were like, oh, just let people know that it was yours. But like, it's great to see people wear the stuff, like, you know, you know, so, you know, it's, it, it, it's kind of like, I know from experience that it's a long game. Does that make sense? Like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not going to rush the coding stuff. It's not like, like the football stuff is like, it's, you can make an impact now. You know what I mean? But the clothing mm-hmm. part thing is like you can make an impact in the long term, you know. So I'm doing things I love to do, man. You know, I am. I'm. I'm not gonna lie. I, when it comes to the business side of the clothing stuff, like I'm not gonna lie. I'm. I'm much of a novice. I'm very, very much like, you know, novice. You know, but I believe that sports, sports, sports helps you in every business that you do in every walk of life. You know, in regarding to like, you know, how to push yourself. You know, the hard work and stuff like that is something that I can do. Even though I'm not good at like the, the business side of it, yeah. Like, but putting the work in and putting the hours in, you know, doesn't, you know, it should, you know, it's just something that you have to do. You know what I mean? So it doesn't, I, that I still do that, like, you know. How did expectation compare to reality of entrepreneurship? Right. Like I said, there my title when he says, like, you know, everyone has a plan. Until they get they get a point in the jaw, like, you know, in your face. And then that's it. <laughs> then you think about it again. I, I expected to be, especially with the clothing brand, right? I expected the clothing brand to be successful quicker than I than than it is. You know what I mean, that I didn't realize how difficult it is gonna be. Like that makes sense. Like because I've always been like, I've always backed myself. Do you know what I mean? I've always like, you know, did you ever see when you go to a bank, right, and you go and ask for money, like especially if you go ask for business loan. And they ask you for a business plan and stuff like that, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Where is that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the guys are sitting next to you, like, you know, this, this, this analyzing your stuff goes to you, mate. <laughs> you need to wake up and smell the coffee. You're not making half a million, like, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you know, well, I can see how they, they're, they're realists. Does that make sense? And I think as a, as a business owner, you cannot be a realist. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You need to be, you need to set yourself, you need to be unrealistic. Um, yeah, I feel like you need to be unrealistic. Let the realistic people be the bankers. Does that make sense? Like, you know, mm-hmm. or the normal people, like, do you know what I mean? So I, I, I didn't mind forecast, over, over forecasting. I didn't mind the reality because I kind of gauged that I was going to struggle, right? Because like the way you're doing is the best way, you know what I mean? You have your job and you're, you know, you know, you're kind of slowly, you know, getting into the entrepreneurial kind of field, you know, because you still have that revenue there. You know what I mean? You know, the bills are still paid while they're chasing that, 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 that goal. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, I kind of went all in, and that's not a best advice. If that makes sense? Like, you know, I feel like if you have a few quick coming in while they're still chasing your goal, do you know what I mean? And when that, when that business that you're going for looks like it's gonna crack proper then you can go all in if that makes sense. You know, that's a, I think that's more of a safer way to do it. Do you know what I mean? Like the way I done it was, was very risky. Like, you know, it was very like, you know, <laughs> you know, cause the manager, oh, no, we are ranking the next day. I said, I'm quitting. Like, you know what I mean? So I'm football the next day I'm quitting. So one day I was like, I've had enough. I'm not enjoying it. Life isn't fun. You know what I mean? Like it's not I'm going into work. It's just dead. I'm having conversation I don't want to have, you know, Everyone thinks I'm moody because I'm not talking. You know what I mean? Like, you know, <laughs> you know, I'm football and I pay me. My head is gone, like fully gone. I'm like, right, I'm better off just starting again. You know what I mean? Starting fresh, you know? And yeah, man, you know, like, 
you know, in those process, I lost two of my cars because I couldn't afford it. I lost so many things, man. You know what I mean? Well, like I'm back on the roads now. I've got my gaff, I've got my car. Like everything kind of works. Everything comes back. Like, you know what I mean? It doesn't stay for, it doesn't stay going. It doesn't stay missing forever. Like it's weird. But you just got to believe like, you know, that when you're down, I don't know that you can make it. Like, you know what I mean? You can, you know, you know, and I think I've grown so much in those processes, man. Before that, man, if you used to speak to me maybe four years ago, I just I just think I talk nonsense, man. You know what I mean? Because, like, you know, I'm just talking. You know, I'm talking like an employer. Yeah. You know excellent. I mean? Excellent. Jeez, that's a great way of putting it. Because when you go yeah. down the route of entrepreneurship, you're putting your head on the line. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a different yeah. kettle of fish completely, man. Yeah. Like, you know the way you said you're... You're waking up and you think ideas flowing through your head all the time. That's what entrepreneurs do, man. You know what I mean? Like, you know, when you, you know, because sometimes I message one of the girls, she helps me with admin stuff for the academy and stuff like, you know, because, but mate, I'm used to that. I know that. You know I mean? <laughs> but that's I, I, good. At least you can see that and you can, you know, you know where to draw upon, you know, who, where you need help. Like, and that's. Yeah. Experience has taught me that. You know what I mean? So I realized like, okay, makes you're not very good at that. Just, Get someone to do that, you know. I want to go. She helps me to admin stuff, like you know. And I'd be coming up with an idea, and I have I have about three paid three books of different ideas of different whatever, like you know. And our message, I'd be like, "What do you think of this?" Like you know, <laughs> you know. So even her now, she's starting to get the entrepreneurial mindset. She's probably going to run her own business in the future. Do you know what I mean? Because now, like you know, she's like doing stuff. Like me and her, like are building things from the ground. Oh, like, do you know what I mean? Like an academy, like in the UK, offered me a gig a few months ago. And I turned it down. They offered me to be the main ma- the manager of their their academy, but the academy is not like it's not like a Premier League. It's like an academy similar to what I'm doing, but in a bigger scale. Does that make sense? So, so the guy spoke to me, and he was like, "Whoa, I love you to become and become the head of academy, like you know, and we pay you very well." And I, if I went there, he would have been very lucky because I know how to run it from ground up. Does that make sense? Do you know what I mean? I'm not coming there to be an employer. Like, I know, do you know what I mean? I know how to send emails out, get things going, you know what I mean? Boy counts, set things up, make sure things are organized, blah, blah, blah. I'm not just showing up in the day and coach, like, do you know what I mean? Why didn't you go with that? Do you know what? Because I've worked so hard to set up the things here, man. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, you know, I feel like I owe the kids as well. Some of the kids are, they, you can see that they're really like, you know, they, they really like, holding on me like that makes sense like you know you know what i mean like i feel like a lot of kids like you know they're so you know as a kid you always believe you're going to be a footballer don't you and you want to keep that dream alive you know and that's all that for me as a coach i want to keep that dream alive for them you know what i mean if they make or don't make it who cares man you know what i mean but once they have that hope of that you know what i mean like a lot of them are like you know sometimes we're like these yeah, I hope you're not going, like, you know, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, you know, you know, do, do you know what I mean? You know, because they believe that if, if they stay with the process, they will make it. They, they will be the next Lionel Messi, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Even if it doesn't happen, but at least you keep them in the process, man. And even if they end up just playing Sunday League or whatever, who cares? But at least you've kept that journey longer in the game, you know? So I've, I've, I've set up enough. I've, I looked at it, I was like, it is quite, like, nice to go to the you know try something new because i like to travel man i like i like i like the experiences like 
you know, I spoke to a lot of people about it. I was like, I would love to go to the UK or America, like, you know, and, you know, I thought about it seriously, like, and, but then I thought, like, like, it builds so much, like, you know what I mean, the last two years, you know, like, it's not as if I'm, I'm making a living out of it. It's not as if I'm not making anything out of it, you know what I mean? So, yeah. 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 No, no, that's the, the I, I totally understand where you're coming from, especially, you know, when you've invested both time and money and your heart into it. Like, it's be hard to walk away from it when you're kind yeah. of, you can see yeah. the same results. Yeah. In the future, man, when I, when I, when I build enough coaches, which I believe I will, like, you know, who have the same passion and the same, the same drive, then I can, you know, mess around a little bit, travel around a little bit, learn new things. And obviously, that's still running itself. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's, listen, that's why we're doing business. And I think whatever this gig that you're doing now, so you you know you want to have that freedom of going anywhere in the world and still be able to do this like you know what I mean you know I think you know that's most of our you know to be able to you know our goals you know and dreams is to be able to go to travel and not having someone giving you you got to go on holidays this week you know what I mean like yeah. you know it's like you know do, do you know what I mean it's like we're building towards that to go like you know you could be I don't know somewhere in somewhere like in Hawaii or something like that you know Miami. Like Zoom calls or, <laughs> you know Miami or something like that. <laughs> you know what I mean like you know you know with your vest or whatever you know what I mean <laughs> belly out belly out yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that is the future though isn't it that's the I think that's the reason why I don't feel like you build a business to still be the main still be doing the like grind for like 40 years or whatever i think you build a business like for like 10 15 years really go for a hard and then you're able to kind of have people to monetize it for you while you go on and do all the different things different because after a while you will get you need to change it up on you like you know what i mean you need to you need to you need to inspire yourself again you know what i mean and i feel like when i see all these business people like and we're, we're very young man you know like and that's you know, sometimes we put so much pressure on ourselves. Like, you know what I mean? If you think about it, how old are you now? 27, now this year, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're my baby, man. You know what I mean? you? I'm 22 this year, 21. You're still young. Year. You look very young, like, you look younger than me. <laughs> no, but, no, but, like, you know, like, we put pressure on ourselves. You know what I mean? You're saying about 200 people being yourself. Mate, think about it. When you're 37, in 10 years' time, <laughs> if you, no, but, like, <laughs> Like if you stay with it, imagine the amount of success you can build. You know what I mean? Like a lot of times you think about oh, I'm 28. No, like I'm trying to say, like when I'm 40, like you know what I mean? Like where is this gonna be when I'm 40? You know? Because like you know yourself, man, 40 is young these days. 50 is young these days. People look great, man. You know what I mean? Like well, all the all the technologies that we have, the food that we eat, man, people are living longer. You know what I mean? So like that's what I'm saying. Is that there's no even with the coaching, man. You know what I mean? I was. You know, I was the Wood League of Ireland, I was coaching Bray, and I was like, oh, I would love to, I would love to kind of just keep coaching. And I was like, no, man, you know, like, you know, you can do that when you're 40, in your 40s, man. You can coach in your, in your 40s, you know, like mm-hmm. Thierry only is 44, and he's saying that he's young and coaching. So I looked at myself, I'm like, ah, sure, it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> and look, um, me, Mika, we, we just we're gonna know a good bit now, but I, yeah, I, uh, sorry for taking all, all your time, no, but that's for me. It was a good conversation. You know what, um, what advice would you give to aspiring, you know, footballers about going to the UK? I know, I, I don't think they can go on out straight away because of Brexit. I think you have to wait till you're 16 or 18. 18, I think now, yeah. 18, yeah. But do you think that's a good thing, in a way? I think it's a good thing, but I think it has this negative and positive because you're still playing, you know, the way Ireland is set up, you're still part-time. It's mm-hmm. not good. Do you know what I mean? 
till Ireland change and players are training four or five times a week, you know, because you're going to see less players making it now with this new rule, I think. Because, yeah, because only League of Ireland teams go back to four or five times a week. You know what I mean? Are they going to do that? Do they have the resources to do that? Because most League of Ireland teams are renting pitches. You know what I mean? Yeah. Can they rent four or five times a week for an academy player while their first team is there? Do you know what I mean? So these things are things that you got to look up, you know, got to take in perspective. Like if I, I always say to myself, I always say in my situation, if I was training four or five times a week, I would have had no issue conditioning-wise. You know what I mean? Like, and my mind, you know the way your brain gets wired when you're doing things all the time, repetitions. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like two, three times a week is not enough. You know what I mean? Your mind, your mind gets it, forgets, gets it, forgets. You know what I mean? It's 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 just it's just mediocre. Like, you know what I mean? So so these kids now you're gonna see they're gonna be nine until like 18, training twice a week for a match or three times a week, and then they're gonna go under 18. David, I think it's gonna be difficult, mate. I mean, only only if they're like with likes of Rovers, think Rovers train four or five times a week, the academy setup, that's fine, you know. Um, but if they're only training twice, man, you know, I think it's I think it's uh, that's the only negative, do you know what I mean? The only positive mm-hmm. is that you're growing up a little bit older before you go. Do you know what I mean? Like you have two years, do you know what I mean? Two years wiser, two years, you know, two years sharp. Two, Two years going, like, you know, knowing that, like, you know, I can lose this. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. You know, you know, when you're there, you think, oh, I'm going to make it. Because, you know, you're 16, you're going to make it. You know what I mean, but when you're here a bit longer, you're like, Roy, this is my last chance. You know, when I go over there, I need to, like, focus. I need to get, because you just understand more, you know. And um, that's the... So that's the, that's the, that's the, for me, that's my perspective. And what advice I'll give a young player, like you asked me, what advice I'll give a young player is surround yourself with a good, with a great team. You know, if you find a great team, stick with them. You know what I mean? You know, you know, if you find good managers or good advisors, you know, don't always do it yourself. You know, as players, I feel like you need, you need that, you know, someone to kind of help you and guide, you know, create that pathway for you. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I had to go find out myself, and that basically that didn't save me time, you know. And basically, you want to save players time by giving them the right advice at the right at the right time. So I mean, Jamie, it's not just giving advice, but at the right time, it needs to connect. Do you know what I mean? So, you know, you know what? Just some information just hits you at the right time. You know what I mean? Like you know, and it just it just sits, man. You know, you know, you know, you know. Like sometimes you read a book so many times, but you just. And then one time you read it and something just it's like, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. why didn't I get that? So same as like players, like, you know, like, they, you know, we need people to, to give us that information at the right time when it's crucial, when it's important to be able to guide us to the next uh, thing. So I'll just say, yeah, surround yourself with the right people. No, definitely, definitely. I think that's a very good way of, um, you know, of coming just to, to wrap, and, you know, wrapping things up. Yeah. Last thing. What would be your two non-negotiables that you've developed over the, you know, 10, 15 years every day? Um, I said hard work and consistency. They're the two that just keep popping up in my mind all the time because, do you know why I said that? Because I said, look, I'm watching this thing about the Kenyans and the Ethiopians, that, you know, still sitting in my mind, you know, I'm going like, this guy is like, you know, like, you know, they go and win world championships, but they still go back to their normal lives. 
Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, you win a world championship over here. I think in a Western world, you win a world championship. And, like, the media, the whole, like, the whole, you know, it just gets to your head. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's just, like, I couldn't deal with it as a young kid. Do you know what I mean? It was just, like, you know, papers coming to your house, media, TV, you know, you just, just, just blows your head. You know, it's just too much, like, you know? But, you know, you see these Ethiopians and these Kenyans, they win their world championship and they go back to their little just normal basic life, you know, be consistent, you know. I know, do you know what, Jamie? I know with the environment that we're in, we have no choice. You know what I mean? It's going to be there. You know what I mean? You know, it's just, you know, distractions and different things. But they just have consistency and hard work and sleep. But just briefly, we'll, we'll touch on uh, racism. How do you think it has changed from previously to now? Um, my own opinion on that is um, it hasn't changed, okay, but it's just been more exposed, you know. You know, um, the internet, um, more people are more aware of it because of the internet, you know, um, but it hasn't really changed. It's always been there, you know. And do you know one thing I don't like about Spain, right, because I played in Spain, right? You know, one thing I don't like is, like, like over there, right? So they obviously in Spanish, uh, Negro is black, mm-hmm. right? So when I went there first, they were calling me like Negro, pasa, pasa, pasa. I was like, Jeez. what's going on here, mate? Name <laughs> is mix, man, mix or mega, man. You one of them, mate. You know what I mean? So I was like, what's going on here? So your man said it two or three times. So I, I went up to him and said, don't call me that again. I said, so I told you, my name is. Mika, or you can call me Mix, you know? Like, why don't you call me Black? You know what I mean? Like, you know? So they have that culture there because basically the Black people over there, I, I obviously, I've been to Spain holidays as well and stuff like that. They they don't have, like, great jobs or, like, well-respected over there. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So they just treat them like shit. Do you know what I mean? Because, Jeez. yeah, because a lot of them kind of, like, come in, mean illegally or whatever if you want to call it illegally whatever like you know what i mean they come from morocco and all these places like senegal and stuff like that so it's not like they're not like they're not like from like west africa or whatever they're mostly east african so they basically don't have a lot of respect for them like so they call them whatever like mm-hmm. you know what i mean they look down on them like you know but when they come over here they don't talk, they don't call people that do you know what i mean like my the friend i worked in the gym like was a very good friend of mine but he just calls me amiga like do you know what I mean? Or oh, mix. But he wouldn't call me, hey, Negro. Do you know what I mean? But if he was in Spain, he would call you that. Jesus. Do you know what I mean? It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, the only the reason why black players are playing over there is because they need the money, probably because of the, because of the financial stuff. But if not, I would not live over there. Like, do you know what I mean? I would not, like, obviously, like, I I had a, I had a couple of goals with a couple of players, and they, they wouldn't say it again. Do you know what I mean? But a lot of black players don't say anything. You know what I mean? But I was like, I'm not having none of that. Like, well, you wouldn't do that in Ireland or England and get away with it. Like, you know what I mean? Especially in England where a lot of black people are very successful. Like, you know what I mean? You know, they're very successful and well-respected, you know? So it's not like, I feel like in those countries, they're not. So they just, they just talk down on them, like, you know? And they just take it. Would going into the media um, be... An option for you? Would you like to go down that route or a commentary or something, you know, something like that down the line? Yeah, I've always said I would, I would, I would definitely love to do that. You know, so 
uh, I want to try myself in it. I want to like, you know, um, I've seen there's a course they can do or things like that. I'm not sure. I don't know how you get into it, but I need to get into it because I think a lot more black kids will see someone, you know, like that color or someone like them on telly and, you know, talking like, you know, so I feel like it will inspire them more. In other way, like a couple of girls are going in there now on your garments, definitely on road, stuff like that, trying to do stuff for girls, inspire girls. Same as the black community or, you know, you could get someone from the from the gypsy community, whatever, communities that are just not well represented. Just get them mm-hmm. out there, get someone in front there. You know, Mick Richards and all them boys are doing very well in the UK trying to do that. Do you know what I mean? I just feel like it spoils all the young players or, do you know what I mean? Say there's a part here for you, like, do you know what I mean? So I, I, I definitely, um, I definitely, I'm definitely considering that, you know what I mean? But I just don't know the process of doing that, you know, and what you need and, you know, but it's something that we'll have to do, like, Brilliant. Look, we'll we'll uh, we'll end it on that note. Um, Amika, thanks yeah. a million for taking time out. I think we could have kept this going for uh, another yeah, couple yeah, of hours. Yeah. <laughs> I I really appreciate it taking time out to come on Inside View podcast and look. Best look with everything else going forward. Top man, no problem, Jamie. I really appreciate it. it was a good conversation, man. I hope you all enjoyed the interview, Amika. Um, very honest and open. And I'd like to take this opportunity to thank him again for coming on Inside View podcast and best look with everything going forward. That is all from us on this week's podcast. Please do get in contact with the show if you'd like to contribute in any way possible. Um, info on the ball teambuilding.com. That's our email address. And please do follow us on social media. On Instagram, it's at We're on the Ball Team Building. Over on Facebook, it's On the Ball Team Building. Over on Twitter, it's we at We Are on the Ball 2. That's at We Are on the Ball 2, the digit 2. Um, and we're on LinkedIn on the Ball Team Building. And we're also on TikTok on the Ball Team Building. Have a lovely week and be sure to tune in again next week. We have another exciting guest. Till then, stay safe and remember, cred on a fame. Talk to you all soon and thank you all for listening.